If you will fail your way to greatness, most people allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. How to fire your boss, build a full-time career, and live life on your own terms with investing in real estate. You are listening to the Amputee Investor Podcast. Husband, father, and dangerously handsome. Here's your host, Miles Berrio. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode on the Amputee Investor Podcast. And today we are talking about uh, a very interesting situation that is happening in my own business right now. Again, um, you know, I like to bring to you guys situations that I'm actively going through, um, real day, real life situations. So, um, some of you guys know, so I am in the middle of buying 10 properties from one seller, uh, all seller finance. Uh, there's this entire strategy that um, some of you guys that are obviously W2F students I've walked through with you in detail, basically owner financing uh, or doing a wrap mortgage on eight of the properties um, to be able to create the cash to pay the seller the down payment to buy the entire 10 property portfolio deal. Um, he wanted like $50,000 down. It's like $2.5 million purchase price, 0% interest, by the way. Um, anyway, these are things that we go through in the W2F community. But um, this episode isn't necessarily about the breakdown of that deal. It is to share with you guys that the seller is actually very responsive. So he's like in his late 70s, almost like 80 years old. And um, he's very, very responsive. But um, interestingly, he just stopped responding for like literally like two to three days. And we were kind of getting worried. And long story short, what we found out was that the seller ended up having to go to the hospital. Um, he believed that he had a heart attack or that he was having a heart attack. So he had to go. He was rushed to the hospital. And of course, of course, of course, very sympathetic towards the situation and honestly just praying for healing and that he comes out of that and that everything goes well and, um, you know, for just peace and comfort and just obviously like focused on the fact that like, dude, this guy literally, I mean, he's older in age and he basically almost just had a heart attack or maybe did have a heart attack. You know, I hope he's okay. Like we obviously really cared about that. Um, with that being said, though, we you know, it, it is still important to understand, like, how does this affect, you know, what we're in the middle of, which is a transaction that is set to close. I mean, we were, we are obviously under contract, um, to close on these 10 properties. And, um, you know, it's important to just understand what, 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 are, what's the impact if worst case scenario, the seller ended up passing away. So I know these are kind of like, you know, hard conversations or it may sound like, man, dude, you know, the guy's in the hospital is about to have a heart attack. But dude, at the end of the day, like it's the same reason why if someone passes away in the family, you got to take the time ahead of time to, you know, write out a will and figure out, okay, if I died, this is what was going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Or, you know, situations where someone passes away and then it goes through probate and the courts get involved. Like at the end of the day, like things still have to be managed and taken care of. And, um, especially when it comes to business and real estate and assets and things like that. So, um, we were really like, man, what, what's going to, what would happen if we're under contract to buy these 10 properties and then the seller just like passes away, like before we even close, like it just, he's like gone, just passes away. 
And um, fortunately, I was actually in a closing um, a couple of days ago. And um, the attorney, so my, the attorney that I'm actually was, a, the, the attorney that I'm closing with on the 10 portfolio deal wasn't available at that time because he was out of town. Or I think he was on vacation or something like that. So, but I really was, because like at the time that this happened with the seller, I was like, man, I like really need to figure this out. So I ended up having a closing like Friday um, and the attorney, uh, came into the office and we, you know, obviously chatted about the deal that we're closing and the whole nine yards. But I was like, man, if you don't mind me ask, like, I actually have a very interesting question to ask you. So long story short, I shared the whole story with the attorney and kind of explained like, dude, this is kind of what's happening with this deal. Like, you know, we're closing on like 10 properties, seller finance. It's this whole creative thing. And the seller, like essentially had to go to the hospital and like, what happens if he like passes away? Like, what is, what? I mean, what does that mean for like the the transaction, the contract? And this is what the attorney actually said. So he said that because that the seller and I, um, we agreed to purchase these properties um, way before anything happened where the seller may not obviously be at a place to understand anything going on. It was just like, you know, whether they're in a coma, whether they're like, whether they passed away, whatever the situation may be when they were conscious and able to make, you know, an adult decision, we signed a contract and the attorney said that that contract would um, be honored, that any attorney should honor that contract, that it's it's in a contract between two parties that totally were in agreement. So um, it's not like the deal just like dies, like it's just done. Um, and I just wanted to share that with you guys because you might, I mean, you you just never know. I mean, you know, we're, we're like buying properties, selling properties. We go under contract with sellers or buyers and we kind of just assume everyone's just like good, right? Like everyone's going to make it to the closing. But the reality is, is like, I mean, we all are human beings and anything can happen. So I just think it's important for you guys to kind of, you know, hear, and I'm actually going to be bringing this attorney. My goal is to get this attorney on the podcast to really dive in depth about this type of situation. But I'm just kind of reiterating to you guys or relaying the message that basically what he said was, is that the contract isn't null and void. Um, The deal's not dead. Um, When someone passes away, well, if the seller passes away, um, the buyer can still have that contract upheld and honored by the attorney, the closing attorney or title company. And essentially what happens is when the seller passes away, the person who's handling their estate Um, So, you know, if someone has like, you know, uh, a power of attorney or someone who basically when they pass away, you know, there's someone that's actually going to be managing the estate. So that person is actually uh, the one that would basically take over and help with executing the 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 agreement with the closing attorney and signing the docs and all all those all of those different things. Um, Now, there's another situation that he actually brought up just as we were talking about, like kind of unique things that happen when you're under contract is he said, you know, what's interesting though, is that if the seller went to the hospital, so if your seller, because it's like, again, like literally like we're in the middle of this, if your seller like went to the hospital and for whatever reason though, he doesn't pass away, um, but he's like, you know, I don't know, he goes into a coma or he's just like, you know, like incapacitate, like he just can't do anything. Like he's just, you know, basically like on life support or in a coma or whatever the situation may be. He actually said, and and not to, you know, hopefully that doesn't sound kind of bad or sound too fun, but it's, I mean, it is true. He basically said that, Hey, what's going on guys. So I just want to really quick 
share with you an incredible way for you to build out your LLC structure. So if you are trying to build your business and you need an LLC, or maybe you already have an LLC, but you did what I did, which was go on Google and go, how do you create an LLC? And then you just created one. You really want to use professionals who really know what they're doing and they can help you with full anonymity. So there's a difference between you creating an LLC thinking that no one's going to know that you own a property or this asset in real estate. And then there's a difference between there being an entire corporate structure that actually gives you the protection because see, LLCs give you tax advantages, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have full anonymity because anyone can really figure out who owns an LLC. There, there's enough tools and enough you know, technology out there to do that. So you have to make sure you create an entire corporate structure. And my corporate structure was created by these amazing individuals that built out my living trust that then holds a holding company that then holds my LLCs that hold other LLCs. And guys, my family and I, our house that we even bought doesn't even have our name on it. Like we're talking about full protection. People do not know the assets that you own as you continue to build wealth. You want to check these guys out. So head over to the description and click on the link that says LLC formation and go get your answers to the questions you have about how to build an actual corporate structure that protects you in case of lawsuits, in case of any liabilities, and just do it the right way. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's actually much more simple and much easier when someone passes away with what to do in terms of, you know, kind of an interesting situation, because if they're still alive, but they're just unable to like talk, move, sign documents or anything like that, then what ends up happening, especially if there was no power of attorney that that person had, then it actually ends up going to the court and the courts uh, have to really decide who's going to be basically the person who manages like all of their things, like signing documents and stuff like that. And that could take months. It could definitely take a long time. And I was just like, you know, interesting. Why Why would it take so long? You know, I'm always asking questions and it made sense. The answer, he basically just said, I mean, it's a very, very serious deal. I mean, I mean, imagine you're like, I mean, you can't do anything and you can't make any decisions. You're in a hospital and on life support or just incapacitate or just whatever the situation may be. And the courts appoint someone who starts making decisions on your behalf just because you can and you're alive and things still need to you know be done. And then let's just say for whatever miraculous, amazing, you know, it's amazing, but let's just say you like come out of a coma or you like come back like that. That is a huge liability for the court. Like that could be like if you come back and you don't like things that were done, basically, like if, if a decision was made, something was signed, you know, I don't know, whatever happened, happened and you basically came out of whatever situation you were in and came back and you were like very upset and not in agreement of whatever decisions were made that could get very, very sticky and very, very tricky. Cause technically, I mean, obviously you have the right to your own life. And if things were done, even if you were maybe like in a coma or some kind of crazy situation, like, I mean, you're alive, you still like, Hey, I'm, I mean, I'm here though. Like I, I get, you know, I get to make my own decision of what I want to do in my own life. But if someone had already done that, you know, it, and it was done by the court, I mean, it, it could just be a whole situation. So just so you guys understand, at least with those two situations, if you are under contract with a seller, you are trying to buy a piece of real estate and the seller passes away, the contract can still be in will and should still be honored by the attorney because it was an agreement that was made between you two way before the situation happened. And whoever's handling their estate would be the one that would essentially step in and continue executing out the agreement. Now, um, 
if they don't have someone handling the estate, then of course, you know, there's going to have to be a process where, you know, there's a probate situation that basically um, whoever ends up being appointed to handle their uh, just their estate or their assets or whatever the situation. So there probably would be a delay in closing, but just be aware that that is a situation that can happen. Um, but even though they may not have someone appointed just yet, it doesn't necessarily kill the deal. Deal. It's just whether or not you're willing to wait, you know, through the process for whoever needs to be appointed. You know, you know that could, you know, basically deter a buyer. A buyer could say, "Dang, dude, this is going to take like three, four months now." Like, I don't know. We're like, we got other stuff we want to buy, right? So, but at the end of the day, the the idea is that if you were under contract with a seller, and for whatever reason the seller passes away, that contract is still valid. And um, yeah, just important to note. But if there is any situation where you go under contract with a seller and then for whatever reason they no longer can, you know, function, make decisions, whatever the case is, um, and they don't have anyone that basically will step in to handle their situation legally, then then that has to go through the court system and that could take definitely uh, definitely take some time. So anyway, not too long of a podcast, but it's a very unique situation because again, guys, I'm bringing just things happening in my own business to you. So if you're wondering why some of these episodes come up, it's because I'm literally dealing with this. So literally as we're speaking right now, um, the seller uh, it was is in the hospital and we are basically navigating through. Now it was definitely at least helpful to know now, like, okay, well, you know, obviously we want, the seller to come out of this situation. Um, but the reality is, is if the seller did pass away, um, it, you know, everything that we did and cause we've put in a lot of, I mean, it's 10 properties I and mean, we have been underwriting for days and days and we literally walked all the properties, got photos of all the, pro- I mean, all this stuff. And then for it to just disappear, obviously not saying that that's more important than someone's life. Of course, the life of an individual is way more important than the fact that a deal, you know, fell through. But if we, if we can just at least have knowledge to know how to move forward and execute, you know, this transaction, you know, with that happening, we, I mean, we want to know, I mean, you just obviously want to know, right? So, um, we're, so please pray for the seller, please, uh, please keep them, uh, in your hearts and your prayers. And, uh, we are hoping that the seller comes out and I will keep you guys updated on the next couple of podcasts, what happens with the seller and that whole situation. But, um, Again, just wanted to let you guys know that is what happens if you are under contract with a seller and they just pass away. Now you guys know you can verify and check with closing attorneys, um, but you don't even have to. You can definitely just be assured, uh, be assured that that is literally what would essentially happen is that that contract would be upheld. And um, it's just working with the person who is appointed uh, to handle their estate. So um, anyway. I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, my birthday is in a couple of days, guys. It is like December 8th. I just I keep seeing my birthdays in a couple of days. Dude, my birthday is like tomorrow. That is like crazy, actually. So uh, my birthday's tomorrow, December 9th. Uh, leave me an amazing birthday gift. If you, can, if you if you love this podcast, if you're getting value out of this podcast, if you like this podcast, and um, if you just feel the urge to give me anything for my birthday. I would love a free gift that only requires a couple of seconds. And that's just leave a five-star review. So thank you guys for listening and share this comment, ask questions, reach out. um, And uh, I will chat with you guys and see you on the next episode. This has been another episode of the Amputee Investor Podcast with your host, Miles Berrio. 